A human rights advocacy group working in the Pacific is urging Papua New Guinea to err on the side of caution as it considers signing a security cooperation deal with the United States. The International Centre for Advocates Against Discrimination, the International Centre for Advocates Against Discrimination, says reports that the two countries had planned to advance the agreement during the now cancelled Biden visit to Port Moresby without any public inputs or scrutiny was a big red flag. A director at the centre, Erin Thomas, says in charting the way forward, it's important for Pacific countries not to forget the legacy of harm from United States military activity in the region. Koroi Hawkins spoke with Erin Thomas and began by asking where the data is coming from and what is it saying? So we actually sort of started work with our partners in the region a few years ago when we did a strategic assessment with partners in Micronesia and the Marshall Islands uh, in advance, the compacts of free association renegotiations. So basically wanting to work with our um, human rights advocacy partners um, who are on the ground to elevate some of their concerns around human rights that often don't make it to the diplomatic negotiating table. Um, and many of the things that emerged from there were around nuclear testing in the Marshall Islands and the lack of a full effort to redress those harms, as well as some ongoing environmental harm. Um, in the Marshall Islands, but also just general neglect um, in Micronesia as well. And uh, extension of this work, you've you've um, been in this space with the the now cancelled uh, visit of uh, Joe Biden to Papua New Guinea, but also around a security cooperation agreement um, that's that was being brokered between the two countries. Yeah, so we had our partners, our human rights advocates and organizations in Papua New Guinea. Um, and across the region, reach out um, with a lot of concern about what Biden's visit to PNG would mean when it was initially slated for May 22nd. Um, so we started putting together some information as well, in addition to nuclear testing, sort of drawing on the somewhat scant research um, around unexploded ordinances, uh, which remain from World War II, and the U.S. has um, largely failed to clear most of these. And there have been recent deaths and injuries from bombs and shells erupting from these unexploded weapons that have been sca- scattered and left across the region um, for decades now. So that was a primary concern, but also obviously the security pact um, that we now know is on the table. Um, so the U.S.'s intentions to deepen its military um, presence in the Pacific is of primary concern to our partners. In terms of, of that concern, is it, I guess, the escalation uh, in the face of uh, growing or, or increased geopolitical competition in the Pacific? Or is it, is it in terms of the harm of the footprint, I guess, of the U.S. military across the region? Yeah, well, it's definitely both. Um, I think there's concern about sort of what people know about the legacy of the U.S. military and the lack of redress um, signals that this will be a continuation of that behavior. Um, But certainly what's important to our partners is that what's on the table would make their homes a geopolitical and military playground to the detriment of human rights um, and the environment. And we're just hoping to see alongside our partners some leadership in trying to set that right. It seems with AUKUS, um, with this security cooperation pact um, uh, that's being brokered with Papua New Guinea, it's, it's kind of a losing battle, um, would you say, in terms of the momentum the U.S. seems to be gathering? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's tough to go up against anyone as a human rights defender, but certainly um, with not just the U.S. military, but the whole AUKUS um, 
conglomerate there. It's a little bit um, daunting, but I think it's really important that um, as human rights defenders, we make our voices heard. Um, and what is really important about this security pact and PNG is that it wasn't tabled for review or for input from civil society um, prior to the intention to advance it. So at the very least, you know, we need to be getting input from civil society, especially as these key players in the region intend to make the region a military playground. The visit for Biden was sort of a <laughs> ended with a sort of fizzle and a hiss, but in terms of the statement from the White House saying that they would look to continue this in the coming year, what can we draw from that? Is there, is there anything we can draw from that? Is that just as, as vague as it sounds? Yeah, you know, regardless of Biden cancelling his trip, um, it's clear that the U.S. is still committed to deepening its military and diplomatic presence in the Pacific. Um, and as foreign policy goes, um, it seems like domestic priorities also come into play, and that was the the reason given um, for for canceling the trip as well. But you know, these efforts will continue, and we know that the U.S. is very committed to sort of entrenching um, this military expansion. Um, so it's still incredibly important that we we speak to both the harm caused already and the lack of address, but also the need for the U.S. to fulfill its commitment to a nuclear-free Pacific. Um, and ideally from hearing from the ground to end military expansion in the region entirely.